Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Nolan Sam with Infinite Banking Radio, and I got an awesome guest coming on here today. His name is Zane Barbo. He's actually one of our newest agents here at Now and Associates here in Birmingham. And uh, we're just going to talk to him, introduce uh, him to y'all as just the newest agent, a guy that's on our team that's really fired up about infinite banking, fired up about investing, and helping individuals kind of uh, figure out this crazy uh, world of life insurance and how to utilize it. And uh, basically, enhance their uh, returns on investment with uh, life insurance versus using just a regular bank account. So before we get dive in, let me do a, a quick word from our sponsor. My Financial Snapshot is the official sponsor of the Infinite Banking Radio podcast. My Financial Snapshot builds personal financial tools to help you track your finances. Their Snapshot tool is the first easy-to-use and reusable personal financial statement builder available online. It's the perfect solution for real estate investors and business owners. Their budgeting tool takes the hassle of budgeting away and lets you focus on the results of your budget. Individuals can get unlimited access to their tools and educational resources for $44.99 a year or $6.99 a month. For Infinite Banking Radio listeners, use coupon code INFINITE20 for 20% off your subscription for life. Use the link in the description and get started making personal finance easy and simple today. Zane, so thanks so much for coming on the Infinite Banking Radio show, man. Appreciate your, uh, your time this afternoon. How's it going? Hey, Nolan. I'm doing really well today. Uh, thank you for having me. Happy Monday, by the way. Yeah, happy Monday to you. So, Zane, tell us a little bit more about you, man. What uh, What's your story, where you came from, where you're going, and uh, what is it about infinite banking that you're uh, so fired up about? Yeah, so basically, I just graduated from Auburn University last year. I was in entrepreneurship there, and my whole senior year, I started a little tech startup, um, and I had a great, great time. I loved the idea of finance behind startup investing and also small business investing as well. I didn't realize it at the time, but that was actually what I was so passionate about in business was actually the financial part of it. And so after college, when I started looking into buying my own businesses to to grow them and then eventually sell them too, I was looking deep into the financials of these businesses and talking to business brokers and I was having a really great time. And around that time, I was scrolling across social media, and I saw this guy, this random dude over in Birmingham, who was doing some kind of creative finance deal in real estate. And I messaged him, and I was like, hey, dude, I have this creative finance deal in Birmingham for a business that I want to buy. I would love to run it by you and see what you, what you think about it. So we jumped on a call, and uh, you told me about what you do in real estate and how you use life insurance to leverage real estate deals to your advantage. And I already heard about life insurance previously and I knew that it was great, but I didn't know the actual technical details of how it was so great. And so me and you continued talking and I guess we're here now today because once I learned the technical details of how you can really leverage life insurance to just be mathematically financially better off, all around, whether you're an employee who's wanting to save up more money or a business owner who wants to invest in their business and have bigger returns than they would have otherwise. I just got extremely fired up about the idea. And um, now I'm just really passionate about life insurance. Awesome, man. So 
When you first were, uh, you know, after we first began talking back and forth, you know, I kind of laid out a little bit of homework. And so when you were studying this, you were trying to comprehend what infinite banking was. And tell us kind of about the homework that you did, the, the assignment that I gave you and what you did to, um, I guess, have a better understanding and comprehension of infinite banking or life insurance in general. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I went and did my research and I went and looked up a bunch of videos on infinite banking and how you can leverage life insurance to your advantage. And I also read this book that you guys often read called Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nelson Nash. And when I read that book, it really was an eye-opening experience because I saw how much of your own money you're giving away by not making it work for you more than what how than what is working for you in a bank account. I, I looked at my bank account and I was thinking like, what is my money doing here? Why exactly is my money here? Who is this actually benefiting? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that whoever has the money, whoever has access to the money are the people who make interest off of it. So in a bank account, for example, they have, they have, you know, billions of dollars on deposit and they're going and, as everybody knows, taking this money out of the account, even though you might still have access it, access to it, they're taking this money out of, of the account and lending out 10 times more than what you have on deposit, making a profit on all that and then paying you back nothing in return or practically nothing. And so when I heard about life insurance, I wanted a policy of my own. Um, and I never really expected to be an educator on the whole topic and so um, educated myself on the topic. But once I got into it, it's kind of hard not to get fired up about it. I mean, there are just so many financial benefits when it comes to life insurance. Yeah, you know, we can kind of get into the awesome attributes of life insurance, things like creditor protection, um, you know, things like the tax-free growth, the uninterrupted compounding. But I want you to kind of explain to us or talk to us more about some of, at least when I first started, my objections that I gave to another guy in our office. All I talked about was, well, I can get a higher rate of return somewhere else. I know my real estate deal. I can get a way higher return. And he said to me, his name is Mike Schwally. He's in our office. And he said, kid, come back another time because you're not open-minded. You're not comprehending the concept. So when you guys, when you when you're speaking with some of your friends and your clients, Zane, what are some of the things that you hear from people, or some maybe some rebuttals or some objections that uh, in your head you're like you're just not comprehending what this is and why this is such a powerful uh, topic, but most importantly, a life insurance policy. Well, you know the number one thing that I feel like people are misunderstanding about life insurance is that this is not some kind of investment where. You take your money and you expect some kind of return possibly, but also if the market does does poorly that year that you can also expect to lose some money. These returns are pretty much completely guaranteed. And so from the beginning of when you even think about wanting to start a policy, we can very actor, accurately predict your returns throughout your whole life. Um, so it's much more uh, equivalent to a bank account on steroids, if you will, some very, very well paying bank account that you can also leverage to fund real estate deals 
from a more kind of like a uh, financial boost, if you will. I think that people oftentimes um, get confused about whether or the difference between how this is maybe an investment versus a um, a guaranteed a guaranteed savings account, basically. So I'm only 22 years old, and a lot of my friends are around the same age, or maybe like mid to late 20s, and they're really young. So they're saying, "Well, why do I need life insurance? I'm obviously not likely to die anytime soon." Why would I spend money on something that I know I'm not going to need? And it's really not even about the death benefit per se. It's more about building that cash value into your life insurance policy so that you have leverage to go attack financial opportunities. People oftentimes have huge amounts of money that they're sitting on or big percentages of their net worth that they're sitting on in a bank account that's basically just rotting away to inflation and making the banks rich. But what I like to tell people is that by you becoming your own bank and by you taking that interest back for yourself, not only are you in control of the deal and the cash flows, but you're the one earning interest that otherwise would have gone to somebody else had you just had your money sitting in a bank account somewhere. No, Zane, 100%. And you know, it's it's funny when I explain infinite banking to somebody that hasn't heard it before, I, I always just say, you know, just imagine for a second someone sitting in their house or, you know, you, you look at your home where you live and uh, whether it's uh, you're renting it or you own it, every month you are sending a monthly mortgage or rent payment to somebody else. It's outgoing every single month. The whole point of infinite banking is to still make those payments, but instead of those going to Wells Fargo or some type of holdings LLC, they're actually being redirected back into your personal bank account versus somebody else's. So not only do you have the opportunity to continue to earn uninterrupted compounding inside of your account, of your policy, but you're also redirecting which would have been otherwise cash flows that were outgoing and you're resetting them back to you know, your account versus somebody else's. And so Zane, you know, you did a video that I thought was really awesome. I just saw on TikTok just the other day, and you were talking about the FDIC and how much money is actually in their account as of current, and then also how much money is inside of savings accounts right now inside of big banks. Can you kind of go in and explain that video and just talk about how much risk there actually is by keeping money in a bank account? Yeah, so before I really got into the technical details about the economy and finances here in the United States, I always assume that, you know, banks are where people always keep money. That's the place to keep money at all times. Of course, I mean, it's a bank. Um, but I didn't realize that it's all just kind of, it's all just kind of smoke and mirrors for real. Um, so what I realized and what I, what I found out in my research was that the FDIC obviously insures bank accounts up to $250,000. But as we've seen very recently over this past year in 2023, how many banks have failed recently? Probably three or four big banks, mm -hmm. all with several hundred billion dollars in, in deposit. And the FDIC themselves only have a fund of 123 billion, or maybe it's 128 billion. So they can only handle one or two big bank collapses at a time before things just get completely out of hand. And so they have this big FDIC insured sticker on, in the front of every bank. Um, but now I'm questioning what that really means. 
So Zane, when someone hears this and they say, okay, the, what's going to happen in the financial world? What's going to happen to the banks? What is some type of financial out? Like what, what's the solution to somebody that, you know, okay, I hear what you're saying. It sucks that there's a lot of, you know, crazy things going on in the world. What's the solution to somebody that's out there trying to keep their money safe before they deploy it into some type of investment? Have you ever wondered where banks themselves keep their money? Banks actually don't even keep their money in the bank because they know that they could be earning interest somewhere else and they know that their money could be growing for them tax-free and they know that somewhere else their money could be compounding for them uninterruptedly. And so banks actually keep their profits, billions of dollars a year, in whole life insurance too. So these big banks go and buy huge whole life policies on their employees so that they have this huge nest egg, if you will, that's continuously growing and compounding for them, even if they wanted to use the money at the same time. So my, my answer to your question, what should people do instead, is look for the type of solution that other people with a lot of money also look for. So for example, with life insurance, your money can grow tax-free. You can still have access to your money. And at the same exact time you have access to your money, it can also continuously compound. So it's kind of like having your money work for you in two different places at the exact same time. I don't know about you, but I would love to keep my money in a life insurance policy. No, man, 100%. And I totally agree with you. I mean, especially as... um, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of guys our age, and I say our age, I, I would say maybe 32 and below, okay? <laughs> but most importantly, people, it's it's there's people out there that are trying to, they're starting to feel that maybe there's something off out there in the financial world. They're trying to find something that's different, but can also serve them what's best. So guys, this was, you know, this is a great guy in our office. You've got to reach out to him. He's incredibly knowledgeable, but most importantly, he's passionate. He loves this idea. He's, he, he wants to help you and, and coach you as you're trying to build your financial empire, whether that's through real estate, whether that's through business equity, maybe if it's cryptocurrency. I know he's a crypto guy. So I know that this guy is really passionate about trying to help everybody out there. And so Zane, if somebody is trying to reach out to you and, and you know book a call with you, what can somebody do to get a hold of you? Yeah, so if you if you want to follow me on TikTok, I just recently got on on TikTok. I'm sure I think Nolan will you put the uh, the links in the bio for me. Um, and then there you can look at the uh, link in my bio, and you can see where you can schedule a one on one call with me on Calendly, and you can just get a lot more information about these types of topics. Cool, man. Well, Zane, thanks for so much for coming on today, man. And again, guys, this guy's sharp. He's sophisticated. He wants to help you. So um, again, we're going to put the links to Zane's information in the link in this bio. Also, too, don't forget to click on uh, My Financial Snapshot. They are an awesome uh, personal financial statement uh, website that you really can get. Uh, it's it's shockingly uh, easy to maneuver around. But again, guys, thanks for listening so much, and we will see you guys on the next episode.